As COVID-19 is making us rethink the future of work, what can working in international teams teach us? Yeah, COVID makes us rethink the future of work in so many ways, right? There's so many boundaries that we're rethinking. What working in international teams can really bring to that conversation is what it teaches us in terms of having a growth mindset and mental elasticity when you work in these teams, as well as just the communication skills you have to kind of inculcate, right? So I think all of these are tools that can really help us create a more inclusive and diverse workplace for the future. In the context of International Women's Day, we at KPMG pay extra attention to the role of women in an inclusive organization. In this podcast series, leaders from KPMG talk to each other about the power of inclusive teams and the perspectives they have on it. Welcome to this brand new episode. My name is Petra Groenland. I'm an audit partner with KPMG in the Netherlands. A big part of what I enjoy so much about working at KPMG is that I have the opportunity to work with so many cultures in different countries. My podcast co-host is Minu Sundaram. She grew up between India and the UK worked in Singapore and is now a manager in digital enablement at KPMG here in the Netherlands. In today's episode, we talk about the concept of inclusion, but from a cross-cultural point of view. What is your experience working and living in different countries and cultures? And do you believe international teams are effective? And if so, why? Minu, let's first talk about our background and our connection with today's subject on cultural diversity. You yourself are an expat here in the Netherlands, right? What brought you here? I feel like I've been an expat my whole life. I was born in India, but I moved to the UK for the first time when I was four. And then we just grew up um, moving between India and the UK. And so even uh, when I was living in India, I often felt like an outsider, you know, growing up as a third culture kid. But while this was a really challenging way to grow up, I'm really grateful today for the the very early lessons it taught me. It just gave me this sort of lifelong curiosity uh, to, to just challenge assumptions, right? While most of um, my career was based in Singapore, I did have... Um, a lot of opportunities to work across Southeast Asia, you know, and I'm really grateful that I even had clients as far as Mexico and Geneva. While I did love that experience, I just, you know, still had that that yearning for exploration. So I bought a round-the-world ticket one day in 2015 and, yeah, just kind of explored a few different places in the world. And my husband and I fell in love with Amsterdam, so mm. here we are. And uh, working in technology, I feel very grateful that I still work with a very international team within KPMG. With a focus in sustainability, I still get to work in um, markets in Africa and Asia. And how about you, Petra? Because you also mentioned that uh, you have a very international career and you've been um, living and working in a few countries, right? I'm Dutch. I live yeah. here now. <laughs> I have been working for the same company for 27 years. You know, what's international about that, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I have. I went to school in the U.S. and um, during my career, I um, had a few rotations uh, to Mexico and to the U.S. I, I loved those experiences. And I it, what you mentioned really triggered something with me because I do cherish 
the the opportunities to submerge yourself in in a culture and i am you know both the mexican culture but also in the us whether you can say there's a culture there <laughs> yes um, i those two countries and cultures are very close to my heart mm. Ever since, I'm looking out for those opportunities, and I don't want to do without, yeah. right? I want to work with individuals from different countries, from different cultures. I try not to look at cultural boundaries or actual borders. Moreover, I think diversity and inclusion are important to me from that cultural aspect. So, Petra, you just... Uh talked about the importance of um, diversity and inclusion in your teams, right? So why is that? What what do you find important about it? I've, I've learned over time, only over time, of course, that complex problems can only be resolved if you have people in your team with different views mm-hmm. and different backgrounds. If I would choose people on my team that wear the same glasses with the same backgrounds, the same brains basically behind it, we would not be able to solve a lot of problems. We need the diversity of thoughts. And I think the world has become so complex nowadays with technology evolving so quickly, Mm. but also things like, you know, the pandemic hitting and and people individually needing to act uh, very quickly, organizations needing to act very quickly. I think the only way forward is, is to bring in that diversity of thought. If you look at closer to home, this also applies to um, building your own teams in, in client service. Mm. And it's tricky because our minds, they want to select like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it sounds easier to select somebody that thinks like you yeah. and that you can just tell them half a sentence and they know what you want yeah. than choosing somebody who's completely different than you. Yeah. So actually, you have to go against your natural instinct yeah. in deciding who, who to add to your team. Yeah, the, the, the famous affinity bias, right? Where yes. we just kind of lean towards exactly. people like us. We need to almost retrain ourselves, right? Yeah. But, but in any, any events, you know, diversity is so much more than gender diversity. Mm. International cultural differences um, are a very important aspect of that. What I'm afraid of is if you talk about and create diversity on its own, uh, there's the risk that um, uh, that you put people in boxes. Mm. Um, our minds, going back to our minds, they're programmed <laughs> to put labels on people mm. in an attempt to organize them, like in a database. Yeah. But everybody's different. Everybody has so many aspects that are um, that that form their character, their way of working. And just as an example, right, with you, Minu, if I, can, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you grew up in India. Yeah. You went to school in the UK yeah. and, and spent a, a big portion of your career in Singapore. Mm-hmm. If I would just look at your appearance or just at your passport, <laughs> I could just think of you and put you in my database under Indian lady. Yeah without really listening to who you are and and what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Indian lady with a lot of visa. <laughs> a lot of visa. <laughs> stamps, yeah. A lot of travel experience. Yeah. yeah. There is something I notice in the sort of um, global West. Uh, people can tend to use the kind of conflate um, cultures like talk about you know in Africa things work like this or in Asian cultures <laughs> are like this but in reality there's it's it's 
they're two huge continents with a huge yes. plethora of cultures and nationalities and ways of being within it. I think, um, but just pointing that out, right? Yeah. That there's different views in, in societies about who gets rewarded. Mm-hmm. Okay, in, in some <laughs> Asian <laughs> cultures, they may say, and there's, there's an expression in Chinese, so I'll keep it to China. Mm-hmm. In, in China, they say that the loudest duck gets shot, right? So wow. basically implying that the person that speaks up mm. gets punished. Mm. Um, and on the other hand, on the other, the other end of the spectrum in the U.S., they say, for example, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Okay. But it basically implies uh-huh. that the person who complains or the person who brings up an issue, the person that gets most attention, often gets rewarded. Okay. Diversity is not enough, right? It's all mm. about inclusion and really understanding and listening to people and really appreciating how your societies work, right? We were just talking mm. about the Netherlands and, and China and the US. Mm. But there's also a society or there's also biases, unwritten rules within organizations, right? Also within KPMG. Yeah. yeah. It, it's its own culture. Its own culture. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and we need to become aware mm-hmm. of what culture we're in, right? Mm-hmm. And that's difficult. You have to really listen to others that are coming in fresh, for example. Yeah. One of the things um, I always say is that um, you shouldn't assume that everybody wants to talk about soccer on a Monday morning. Yeah. (laughs) No one talks to me about soccer. (laughs) Maybe they're assuming I'm not interested. Well, maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's a problem for you. Yeah. And and what what about excluding colleagues from Mm. a meeting just because they would be the only ones not speaking Dutch? Is that something you see happen? I see it happen. Yeah. How do you respond to that? Yeah. I, I find that difficult. I, mm. I challenge that mm-hmm. because, you know, sometimes it, they don't give that reason, yeah. but it appears that way. Right. So I try to, you know, change it or invite uh, the other person anyway. And I think what you talk about not giving the reason, right, that actually makes having these conversations a lot more challenging because I see it happen too, right? Mm. Um but a lot of the times, people will actually, they usually kind of say, oh, yeah, this client isn't comfortable with um, speaking English. So, um, unfortunately, you have the expertise, but, you know, hmm. we, we don't feel comfortable involving you, you know. And, and sometimes mm. that's valid, sure. But I think there are many instances where someone could bring value in other ways, right? And I right. think um, we kind of need to be creative about how we get the best from each other and not let something as small as language be a barrier. Yeah. yeah. What cultural challenges have you observed? Yeah. Being here. Yeah. It's um, being exposed to new cultures always comes with challenges, right? So um, it is both delightful and challenging. Mm. And I think a big part of where on that spectrum that lies um, can come to the individual's mindset to Mm. some extent. You know, the more curiosity and more of a growth mindset we bring, um, and exactly as you say, how much are we willing to have our assumptions challenged, right? You know, we're a product of a system, and then when we enter a different system, you're kind of confronted 
with uh, all these truisms, kind of, yeah. you know, my foundation is crumbling. But if if we're ready to kind of learn from that experience, it can be extremely rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like a, any kind of cultural exchange can come mm. with challenges. If I look to the Netherlands, um, coming to the Netherlands, you know, and the kind of expat experience of being here, um, of course, there are cultural quirks. Um, mm. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> of adapting to to um, the kind of Dutch style. Mm. However, um, for me, a deeper challenge that I've noticed um, is this ask um, for the native level language proficiency, Mm. um, especially often in the workplace. And that that comes in many jobs and roles, which for me was quite surprising, given how fluent Dutch people are Mm -hmm. um, in in English, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was something that I wasn't quite ready for. moving here the reason i say this is a deeper challenge is that um it's not something that you know we can adapt to um and kind of change our style it's really uh, a challenge in inclusion right we can't as expats adapt when we're not in the room Mm -hmm. you know as you say uh even you have have kind of experienced that that sometimes people will um kind of assume an expat or, or a non-Dutch speaker should not be in the room because, you know, they're not going to be able to follow the conversation and then there's nowhere we can really go from there. Right. Well, that we're rolling out unconscious bias training, mm. which yeah. I think is a crucial part yeah. of, of creating that inclusion. Yeah. But what, what are your views? What, what else do you think needs to happen? Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a really important point you bring up about while having so many kind of cultures represented, that's the diversity piece, we are now looking into inclusion, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah, diversity isn't a nice to have. No. Um, just having the cultures just becomes boxes to tick. What we need to have is inclusion to really make this a strategic choice, right? Mm-hmm. To do the right thing to make it work for business. So I think the the kind of first piece is what we talked about, you know, to take a, a strong look at um, who do we want to be? What kind of organization do we want to be in the kind of future of this this sort of new bold future that we're co-creating? Mm-hmm. Um, and are we really ready to make some potentially hard changes to this ingrained behavior that we have um, as an organization, right? And if we really decide that, yeah, you know, we are going to focus on this, as you say, bias training, um, being mindful of our kind of business language, um, as well as what kind of um, behaviors we incentivize, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How do we make sure that uh, we bring more compassion and empathy and communication into how we manage teams? Right. It's um, both kind of top down and bottom up. We kind of really need to look at how we recraft culture almost. We're in a point of time now. Um, COVID brings us a kind of once in a generation opportunity to really reshape ourselves and our organization. I, for one, really hope it just brings us closer together. I really enjoy talking to you about this topic. I mean, it's so close to my heart, inclusion. Yeah. 
COVID and the remote working environment gives mm. the uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, mm. as you said so well, to change, yeah. right? To initiate change and we look at our culture. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. If you want to know more about the topic or if you have any questions for Minu or for me, please feel free to contact us. Don't forget to listen to the other episodes that we're holding, where our other colleagues discuss topics like work-life balance, the way men and women communicate, mm. as well as unconscious bias. See you there. Mm.